We are concluding this series, Realm, tonight. Uh, we've been in this uh, for, for three weeks. Uh, over the course of this series, we've been looking at three of the parables that Jesus tells in Matthew 13. Uh, in this wonderful chapter of Scripture, Jesus gives seven stories, seven images uh, to illustrate what the kingdom of God is like. And the kingdom of God, we've talked about what this is. Uh, this is a topic that Jesus talks about a lot in Scripture, maybe more than anything else. And yet it is a topic that is frankly kind of hard to understand. Uh, and you know what? He knew it would be, which is why he gave us this amazing chapter of the Bible, these seven wonderful images that we could latch on to. And so he says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It, it starts small, but it can grow and it can spread like an invasive weed. And it can end up going far and wide. And so he calls us to go and do likewise, to plant those little seeds, to sow little acts of love and mercy and kindness and justice, trusting that God can and will use them to do powerful things. And then last week we read, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a hidden treasure or it's like a pearl. Sometimes we, we stumble across it in a field. Sometimes we go searching for it and discover it. But however we find it, once we do, we give up everything for it. When we encounter one of those kingdom moments, one of those treasures, we celebrate that God is at work and we point to it. Tonight we're concluding our deep dive into the kingdom of God with the parable of the net. So if you've got your Bibles, you can pull those out. Uh, let's, let's read our last section of this chapter. This is Matthew 13, verses 47 through 50. Hear the word of our Lord. Jesus said again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets and throughout the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a fishing net. This is an image that, that Jesus uses a lot in scripture, this image of fishing. And that's partially because several of his disciples were literally fishermen. And so this made sense to them. They understood this. They knew what it was to cast out a net. And so Jesus is saying, your, your work for the kingdom is just like your work as a fisherman. You cast out nets, but instead of catching fish for people, you're catching people for the kingdom. Jesus says, our job in the kingdom is to cast a wide net. And I want us to explore that tonight. Because I think there are some really important lessons for us when it comes to casting a wide net. And the first is that it requires all of us. Now the image that comes to my mind and maybe comes to your mind when you think of casting out a net is something like this. Uh, one person throwing out a small circular net trying to catch a couple of fish. But that's actually not the image that Jesus is drawing on in our scripture. Jesus is referring to a dragnet. Dragnets are how fishermen in the first century Palestinian world caught fish. Dragnets were usually about six feet deep and up to several hundred feet long. 
And so they would get positioned in the lake, uh, in the body of water by boats, and then they would require lots of men uh, to operate. And I think that this distinction actually does matter. Because Jesus isn't just tasking us individually with casting our net, with sharing the kingdom, with works of evangelism. He's also tasking us as a community. You know, oftentimes when we think about evangelism, we think about it as this one-to-one sort of deal. We share our story with somebody, or we extend an invitation to church. Um, We have a God conversation with somebody. And and one-on-one is great. One-on-one is powerful. But you know what? I think we're even better together. Just like a real dragnet, we need one another to fish most effectively. I want to share a story with y'all that uh, Sammy Hess told me. Uh, Sammy is one of our amazing tech team up there in the booth. Say hi, Sammy. Uh, Sorry, Sammy. Uh, (laughs) She does an amazing job every week. She, She runs all of our slides. And she told me this story a while back, and as soon as she told me, I said, this, you know this is going to be in a sermon, right? And finally this week, she saw my sermon, she was like, well, there it is. Uh, well, apparently, when Sammy was in college at Oklahoma State, uh, her college ministry decided that they wanted to do an evangelism project. Just like every ministry and every church, they wanted to grow. They wanted to reach new people. And so they decided that it would be a good idea to give something out on campus, to give out something free to students to advertise and and let people know that they were there because there's nothing that a college student loves more than free stuff. So they decided uh, to give out candy, to give out suckers. And on those suckers, there was this little tag with all of the ministry's information on it. They had their logo and the time of the worship service and social media stuff. And whoever made that tag also included a scripture for good measure. And they decided on Psalms 34.8. You may be familiar with this one. Psalms 34.8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Pretty cute, right? Uh, Well, they passed out hundreds of these suckers all over campus. And they were feeling really great about it. They thought, this is going to attract some new students. This is going uh, to grow our ministry. Maybe we'll get some visitors this week. They were feeling great about this evangelism initiative until someone pointed out that there was actually a typo on the tag. See, the tag didn't actually have Psalm 34.8 on it. Whoever made that tag accidentally inverted the numbers. And so instead, they put Psalm 38.4. Psalm 38.4 says, my guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. They handed out hundreds of suckers with this scripture. And I tell you that story because I wish the person who who made that tag had someone there helping them, proofreading their work. If they had, it probably would have made this evangelism strategy a lot more effective and a lot less aggressive and sad. I just love the image of some college student being like, I wonder what that verse says. Uh, But anyways, evangelism is, it's just better when we do it together. When we all grab a part of the net and get to work. And you know what? That's what Jesus is calling us to here. 
He says the kingdom of God is like a dragnet. We all put a hand on it. We all get to work. It's many of us working together, catching new people, introducing them to the kingdom of God, introducing them to the love of our Savior, to the good news of the gospel. Y'all, this is, this is really important work. But it's big work. And it's hard work. So it's work that's meant to be done in community. Casting a wide net requires all of us. That's what the church is. It's a collection of people who gather together knowing that we are better together. We can do better discipleship. We go deeper in our discipleship when we're leaning on others. And we do better missions when we gather together. We can go to places like Belize. When we pool our resources, we can do things that we couldn't do alone. And you know what? The same is true with evangelism. Evangelism is best when everybody has a hand on the net. So rather than viewing evangelism as individualized work, what if we changed our perception a little? What if we worked together to create hospitable environments for new people? To reach out to the parts of the community that we are specifically connected to. To make sure that that people who visit on Saturday nights feel the love and inclusivity of Jesus through us. Casting a wide net requires us all. And here's what's so cool. When all of us do the work, when all of us grab a part of the net, Jesus says that we will catch fish of every kind. Remember, this is exactly what Jesus says in our scripture. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and it caught fish of every kind. When we do evangelism together, when we all cast a wide net together, we catch all kinds of fish. Fish of every kind, because in this room right now, there are fish of every kind from places of every kind with stories of every kind. So when you share your story or when you get involved or when you extend an invitation to church, you will reach people that other people in this room may not. That's the power of of uniting. That's the power of doing this together. It's the power of all of us, not just some of us grabbing the net. It leads to a diverse, beautiful church. And you know what? That's what the kingdom of God looks like. It looks like fish of every kind. It's diverse. It's full of people who don't think like us or look like us or speak like us. And yet we are all one in Christ Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul says. When we cast a wide net, we catch fish of every kind. Sometimes we even catch something that we would never expect. I love the story of of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's friendship with Franklin Fisher. Uh, They met in 1930 at Union Theological Seminary. Dietrich uh, was a young German intellectual and Franklin was a young hotshot African-American preacher. They met at school at Union and and these two very different men got to talking and uh, at some point in the conversation, Franklin Fisher invited this high church, uptight German Lutheran to come experience worship at his church 
in Harlem. So Bonhoeffer thought about it and eventually decided that he would go. And he went, and Abyssinian Baptist Church, which was Franklin Fisher's church, was unlike anything Bonhoeffer had ever experienced. Bonhoeffer grew up in, in uh, German Lutheranism, and uh, the service was almost entirely liturgy. You dressed up as, as well as you could, and honestly, you didn't even smile in church. And yet here he was at Abyssinian. He's the only white person in the room. Worship begins, and, and all of a sudden people are singing and dancing and celebrating. It was, it was jovial. And his friend Franklin gets up and starts preaching, and it was like no sermon he'd ever heard. Every sermon he'd ever heard was, was an intellectual lecture. But Franklin was passionate and convicted and powerful. And Dietrich was inspired by this. And so he got involved in the church. And he began to teach Sunday school every single week. And it changed his perspective on everything. He loved the people of this church. And, and, and he saw them face the abject racism of 1930s America. And you know what? That changed him too. Bonhoeffer uh, once went out to eat with several people from the church and the waiter refused to serve anybody but him. And so he went out. Uh, they went outside and began to protest. See, Abyssinian Baptist Church caught a fish in Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He saw the kingdom of God reflected in them. And it went on to be part of his inspiration that led him to return to his homeland of Germany in the late 1930s and defy the growing Nazi regime. If you don't know much about Bonhoeffer, uh, you probably haven't been in many Saturday nights because I talk about this guy uh, probably too much, but his story's amazing. He ended up going back to Germany and trying to assassinate Hitler and overthrow the Nazis. He was one of the few prominent Christian figures in Germany who stood up against Hitler. Uh, he was eventually arrested and, and killed for doing so. Uh, but his legacy lives on. He is still uh, widely regarded. Uh, he's widely read. He's one of the most respected theologians of the 20th century. And so much of his story, so much of his ministry started with the people of Abyssinian Baptist Church. They taught him to reject oppression when you see it, to be passionate about Jesus, to go and do the work, Abyssinian Baptist Church caught a fish. Franklin Fisher, appropriately named. Uh, I didn't even realize that until just now. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I could have done so much with that. <laughs> Franklin Fisher and his church cast a wide net. Now I hear it. <laughs> cast a wide net together. And you know what? They made a profound impact on a young man who went on to make a profound impact on the world. He stood up against the oppression that he, he saw in Nazi Germany. Again, I don't think Franklin Fisher or that church ever expected to catch a white, German, Lutheran, buttoned-up, hyper-intellectual, stick-in-the-mud fish. But you know what? That's what they caught. Because when we cast a wide net together... We catch fish of every kind. 
As followers of Jesus Christ, this is what we do. We cast a wide net. And we do it as the church. And we catch fish of all kinds, fish we would never expect. Look, it's easy to want to limit our evangelism to only reaching out to people that are like us. But if Frank Fisher had done that, who knows what good the world would have missed. That's why when we do evangelism, we invite anyone and everyone to this community of faith. We invite anyone and everyone to the love that Jesus offers and to the kingdom that is open to all. Now look, I'm not saying you should go proselytize. We talked about that several weeks ago. Look, shouting your faith in someone else's face, that, that never works. But what I am saying is that we should all listen to the nudges of the Holy Spirit and that we shouldn't be afraid to share our hearts with everybody, with people different than us, with people that we don't know all that well. So going out and casting a wide net, that means our friends, that means our families, that means our coworkers, but it also means the stranger that we interact with on the street. It means the waiter who's just having a, a bad day. It means the person in front of us in line. Yes, be tactful, be gracious, be open, but also don't be afraid because you never know what kind of fish will end up in the net. You never know who might have needed that invite to church. You never know the relationship that could form or how someone could be impacted by your specific story. Our job is to cast a wide net, plain and simple. Our job is not to judge what fish deserves an encounter with the net, with the kingdom of God. And that's the last thing I want us to talk about tonight. You may be wondering if I was going to address the second half of our scripture. Uh, let's read it again. Jesus says, the kingdom is like a net that catches fish of every kind, and those fish all get separated out. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, okay, this is the hard part of our text. Uh, Jesus says at the end of the age, the angels will separate the evil from the good and the evil will be thrown into the fire. Jesus is referring to judgment day here. The disciples didn't know that in this moment. But that's what he's getting at that there will come a day in the kingdom when God's justice reigns. And on that day, God will address evil. God will sort out good from bad. God will confront injustice and inequalities. It's kind of a foreboding end to our scripture. But here's the really, really good news for us tonight. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And so the judgment, the sorting, of the fish, the sorting of good and evil, that's not our job. Notice that Jesus says the angels will handle that. In this parable, Jesus is telling us to do our job, to cast the net, and that God will handle the rest. We don't need to be worried about separating fish. Our job is not to sort the fish. We just throw the net. You know, unfortunately, there are, are so many Christians out there who want to play the role of the sorter. To say who's in and who's out. To determine who's worthy of hearing the good news. To pick and choose. But that's not our job. God's got that handled. Uh, 
We don't decide who's worth sharing the gospel with, who's good fish, who's bad fish. That's not our role, thank goodness. Our job is to cast the widest net we can, to do it as a community of faith, because casting a dragnet requires all of us. Our job is to catch fish of every kind so that the kingdom of God will grow and be big and beautiful and diverse. So let's go do our jobs. Let's cast a wide net and let God take care of the rest. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, we admit that sometimes we are intimidated by the word evangelism. It has become this, this loaded term, but God, help us, help us to, to step to the side of that, to see past it. Because God, you've given us good news. You've given us the best news in human history. That your son became one of us that you came to earth and taught us love, that you gave your life for us, that you defeated death for us. And so God, help us to spread the news, to share with other people ab about who you are and what you do. God, for those of us who are intimidated, who feel like we don't have the perfect words, give us the words. God, for those of us who, who, who are afraid to be too pushy or make people uncomfortable, give us tact. Lord, we want to cast a wide net. We want your kingdom to grow. We want it to be big and beautiful and diverse. And, and so help us to do our job well. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And we pray this in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.